<laughs> I see differently. Episode 19. We're back. And so we're continuing our conversation. Ooh. Are we all good? Yes. All right. All right. We're continuing our conversation. And first, we want to start by saying thank you. Thank you to all the listeners for downloading. Thank you for the questions, for the feedback, because I think we got a lot of ratings. Yeah, it's been, uh, yeah. Uh, the most interaction I think we've had with our podcast on social media and in terms of downloads. So keep it up, reach out to us, download episodes, subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, all the good stuff. But yeah. And we're going to introduce our guest because I already know that you're going to have questions about this. But on our part two of our discussion about what's happening in the world, we have two special guests, my parents. You guys want to say hi? Yay. Hey. <laughs> um, but before we get started, uh, Dad, you were asking us why do we think this is, it's been our most popular episode that we've downloaded. I think it's just because people are thirsty. Yeah, they want content. That's probably part of it. Yeah, but why do you think that it's the most downloaded? Well, I think that's the same reason. I think people want, they, they, uh, they want to hear from a variety of people. Some people want to validate what their thoughts were already then some are really confused, those who are sincerely don't understand what's really happening. Because I think there are people who really don't understand the plight of black people and they want to get a better understanding. Then you have people who don't care and then you have people who are in denial. And so the people who are in denial, it's almost like it's reached a boiling point where they can't deny it anymore and they really want to just talk to people and hey, you know, is this really true? Because I've been getting a lot of calls from friends, and I've had a lot of friends, black and white, for, for years, and we've never really had Friend. the type of conversations that, that, that we're now. having now. Um, Mom, have you had a lot of people reaching out, black and white, reaching out to be like, how are you? How are things going? Uh, I can't honestly say I've had a lot of white people, but it certainly has been a topic of discussion among my uh, group of friends from college, and they're all black, and uh, we tend to discuss everything that's going on in the world. So, of course, we've been talking about this and everything that's going on a lot over the last few weeks. I had some questions for you all about, well, so many because so I wanted to talk to you guys about your experiences because I obviously have heard all those stories but I one thing that we've all talked about is that we hope that this time will be different and we hope that there'll be change I want to know are you guys seeing things that makes makes you also think that there'll be something different and what would you hope that change to be because my fear is anger goes on longer protest goes on longer but everyone forgets like there needs to be a a, a goal we're trying to reach of systemic change um is my thing that I'm worried could happen. But do you guys feel like it's different this time, or do you guys think that people will keep that in mind? I personally think it's different, and it's unfortunate that it took this long uh, because we've seen this happen numerous times. But I think for me what I'm seeing different is that it's not just us out there protesting and it's just not us saying that this was wrong. I think more people from all different walks of life finally kind of get the message now. I think they starting to underst- are starting to understand that, um, you know, it, it never had anything to do with about disres- disrespecting the flag or anything like that. 
I think they see now when we were out and uh, maybe complaining or uh, protesting about these previous killings, I think they always thought, well, that person probably was doing something, so they deserve it. Yeah. But I think uh, <clears throat> with uh, Mr. Uh, Floyd, I think that it was no denying it, and I think people kind of finally woke up to what's really going on out there, even though it may not be affecting them directly, but I think they realize that there is something to the conversation. Well, yeah, I, I, I think that um, everyone has gotten fed up and tired of, of, of seeing these type of things happen. And in the Floyd's incident, it was no denying. Um, and I think it was the, the look in the eyes of the police officer who was staring into the camera as he was choking literally the life out of this, this man, this human being, that it's hard for people, even the coldest person, to not see there's something fundamentally wrong with this. Yeah. Particularly a guy who's supposed to be protecting, protecting. us. But then when you start digging in deeper uh, in, in that instance and you start seeing other videos from various angles, see, the thing that we really have to be thankful for is the young lady who started the camera and did not turn it off until the man was dead. Because mm -hmm. at any point in time, had she turned that camera off, then that would have been a, an opportunity for them to make an excuse. Well, when the camera was off, he did this or yeah, he right. did that. Yeah, or right. He yeah. didn't see what happened. Right. But literally from the time they stopped him until he was dead, the camera was on him. Right. And there was no denying that there was anything that could have happened right. to cause his death. Right. Now, we as African-American, particularly me as an African-American male, we felt that way every time. Right. These incidents occurred, starting back with Trayvon Martin and and and, and uh, Mike Brown, because as an African American male, we know that the fact that a teenage kid would go up to a police car and start punching him in through the through the window is suicidal. Right. We would never do that, but white people who don't view blacks the same way as equals can rationalize in their mind that. He was a big kid. He was scary. You know, he looked like he probably would do something. Oh, and then he, he robbed the, the liquor store, you know. And, and so they talked themselves into believing that this was a possibility. When when rational thinking would say, well, if that was the case and this guy was getting beat at his car, as Darren Wilson said that he was, why didn't he shoot him at the car? Why didn't he, you know, eliminate the and situation? And this is talking, this is, we're talking about the Michael Brown. I'm talking about the Michael now. Brown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, so, just for a picture yeah, so, are, yeah, so yeah. a lot of people. At that time. At that time. Mm -hmm. And if you if you recall, and so the Ferguson incident and this incident, there's a lot of. Similarities. Similarities. Oh, and, yeah. and there's some huge differences. Uh-huh. So when that happened, whites immediately went to their corner and blacks went to their corner. Yeah. Everyone, if you think about it, those who were around, there were clear differences of the way people view that situation Agreed. and the, the kid was shot 50 yards away from the car which means he was retreating he was no longer a threat and all those things and the thing i like to say is that procedurally a lot of folks never really questioned the fact that uh if they were both green no one ever questioned the fact that darren wilson bagged his own gun left the scene uh didn't stick around there were so many things because again my brother being a former police officer I knew that he did not follow their own procedures, right. and nobody questioned that. So right. if for no other reason, he should have been locked up for mm -hmm. that, or at least booked. 
The angst and the anger in the black community came because, once again, it was going to be a situation where he was just going to get away scot clean. He never even got questions. He never got locked up. And the riots ensued. Well, the protests ensued. And if you look at the protests in Ferguson versus the protests in Minnesota, in Ferguson, we were outraged because they brought out the tanks, the National Guard, I mean, almost immediately, because everyone in the protests, at least for those first couple of days, were all black. Mm Mm-hmm. You look at Minnesota, the protesters were very diverse, and the front line were predominantly white. Mm -hmm. So white, they allowed them to burn down the police station. (laughs) Right. It's like that would have never happened in Ferguson. Or if that, and so at the time, I felt like things could have been diffused a lot quicker in Ferguson had more whites participated early in the protest. But because everyone saw it so differently, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Good marketing. They went. They went to their their corners, and now it, it it was like it was a black and white issue. Yeah. Yeah. And and now we see that it wasn't necessarily a black or white issue, even though race played entered into it because of the biases that Darren was having, and and Darren and this other cop Chauvin or whatever his name, they all had a history of this. Yeah. Right. But what happens now is the the the, the cops are really on trial. Because the media has now uncovered and they're seeing real time the brutality that the police officer are placing on the protesters, most of whom have been white, white yeah. and female and elderly. So it's like, wow. Yeah, these this is, guys this is are this really is, barbaric. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. maybe the black, if they're treating white people like this, maybe those blacks weren't. Maybe they weren't seeing ghosts when they were telling us this was happening all along. And that's something we talked about in our last episode and, you know, something that I probably am not particularly proud of as a white male, but how we talked about Ferguson in the confines of our relationship and saw it was so much different than how society saw it. So as you said, it was so black and white. There was so much, like, defense almost from white people of a police officer instead of having a frank conversation about what might have happened. So we didn't have a podcast. We definitely, I will say, like, to shame, I wasn't out in the street saying, yeah, Black Lives Matter, this is a crime. I had a lot of white friends who were posting things on social media that were in defense of the system and the officer out of ignorance or out of hatred or somewhere in between those two things. And now it's just, it, it. I don't know if it's society being at a different point, the fact that it's on video, but it is so much now undeniable. It's a fact. It's happening. And what can you do to be a part of the solution to join in here instead of just saying, hey, well, maybe the cop had a point or he robbed a liquor store or he was a big, I'm bigger than Michael Brown. No one's ever in, intimated that a police officer has the right to kill me, right? right. So it's just, and it, I, it is, yeah. And I... Remember in our household, us, the conversation, I remember one thing that I said that did change your view on it. Because I remember this was early into us dating, so we didn't even live together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember, you know, you, you went out into the world and we talked to, like, your white friends and come back. And, and it was those kind of things like, well, they said that he might have done Rob this. Right. Talking about Michael Brown, he might have robbed this. And he might have, like, blah, blah. And and yeah, I my I immediately was like, why would a any person, why would any person, if someone has a gun at you, why are you trying to dart head first into them with your head down? Why are you why are you trying to, like you said, wrestle the gun away? Like there were so many things that like you said, as a black person, you knew that 
you clearly not you Zach, but anyone rationally thinking rationally person. was not viewing a black person as someone who could be rational. Exactly. Because and, and it's like and it's like that, and like you said, I think that's what started protests and anger because it's like you think that we're so other, that we're so stupid. Like yeah, you said we we do in our households. Like that probably is not what happened. And so a lot of conversation a lot of things I've been asking my white friends are why now? Because I immediately am thinking about Michael Brown. I'm like like you said, it's like there there's some differences, but the essence is like that's so real. I immediately think about Trayvon Martin where we had no camera. We just have this man's word who we knew based on just stature was bigger, who we knew based on recording was told, do not follow this person, who we knew based on what was on Trayvon's dead body didn't have anything with him but Skittles. Right. So, like, I think that this is allowing us to not just open our eyes, but I hope that there's a lot of people looking back at those incidences and seeing, like, yeah, this is a, this is this has always been a thing. This has always been this messed up. Yeah, and and right. and if and if you did, if those thoughts didn't cross your mind then, then yeah, you had that lens of black right. people are different. They're other and right. I mean Eric Garner. I mean you you, you yeah, go down. Yeah, actually, this. was video oh. tape of that. You know, so yeah. so he was that a big guy, and all these yeah. guys were on him. And so and see, let's let's go back to. And, and why I think this time is going to be different and why I, I hope it's going to be different, because I think there are a lot more people discussing systemic changes this time as opposed to, you know, protesting and throwing money at, you know, the NAACP and, and, right. and, and social cause. Right. Unless there are systemic changes within, you know, am I for defunding police? No, not defunding, but reform, yes. And if it takes the threat of defunding to reform it, then defund it. And when when you say defund, let's take some municipalities in the St. Louis area, for example. We've had municipalities like Kenlock, Berkeley, and others who have abandoned their police department. A lot of people don't know that. They got rid of their police departments because they were corrupt. There was a lot of stuff going on there, and they contracted to St. Louis County right. to police their communities. We can do the same thing. Well, the only problem is St. Louis County now sent white cops to these black communities who were just as racist. The, the, the departments that they abandoned or, or disbanded may have been corrupt, but they were black, <laughs> and they were in their own community, and they knew them. So the point is that may work if there are some systemic and policy changes that says, okay, if a black community that's 90% black wants to contract to another police department, then you need to have the police that are policing this area have the same makeup of percentages right. of that community. If it's 90% black, send 90% of black cops there. Don't send all white cops to a black neighborhood. That's one, one easy fix. The other easy fix is policy-wise, why would you have someone on the department who has had 18 infractions yeah. where he had disciplinary problems for police brutality and similar incidents like this. If they got fired, if they had fired a guy after the third incident, George Floyd would still be alive. Right. Darren Wilson had a history of these mm-hmm. sort of things. He had mm-hmm. been fired from another previous department and went in, which by the way, Betty Thompson has a bill that we're trying to move forward, just so you know, that would have prevented that had it went forward a few years ago, but it was it was it was prevented from getting out of committee by the former circuit attorney Deidre Hayes and 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 the police association. Why would they? Why would you have a problem 
with a bill that says if a police officer is fired from a department for police brutality, racial discrimination, or any of these infractions, mm -hmm. cannot go be a police officer in another department, another district, or another community. That seems a pretty reasonable thing to me to have in, 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 into law. Right. And that's one of the bills that's trying to happen. And possibly chokeholds. Now, why would a police need to have chokeholds? You got a gun. You got a taser. You got a mace. You got a stick, a baton, whatever. Why do you need to use a chokehold? I mean, so it's like if, if you need all of this, you shouldn't be a police officer. I think you said one of the fire chiefs, George, somebody said, like, you don't hire a fireman who are afraid of fires, who don't want to run into the house. Right. On fire. You're not going to run in the building. Why right. would you get a police officer who's afraid of black people or afraid of big people or afraid of... Or for just afraid of violence, a violence fight, at like, all. to be shot. It's like, no no offense, it's a dangerous job. Right. And so, like, yeah, and so the, the example was... Yeah, former, but to shoot uh, first, to shoot first, and ask questions yeah, later. Mentality. It's like that's not. That's not why. why you're there. That's why. There's, that's why, and that's that's why I'm not a police officer because that's dangerous. <laughs> right. I couldn't handle it. Right. But you, but you have to, you know, you have to have some humanity, and and this goes back again to to uh, the human resource, the the vetting process. Why would you hire someone to be a police officer if you do a background check, and you know he's been affiliated with a white supremacist group, or if he has <laughs> Facebook pages? With a Ku Klux Klan uniform on. You're going to hire this guy, give him a badge, right. and tell him to go police North St. Louis? Yeah. And it goes... It makes no sense. And it goes on gender lines, too. Like, why would you hire a man who has, like, domestic violence right. like, charges and stuff? Like, it's like, there. yeah, there needs to be... There. I'm going to um, shift gears into his, some historical context. Um, not history, like, going back. But on our first podcast, we talked about our own experiences... And I'm going to start with you, Mom, because I just, I just remember the, us watching the, the Trayvon verdict come in. And for listeners who may not know, I have a younger brother. And so we talked about how that could have been my brother, right. cousin, whatever. So I'll start with you. Did you all ever have moments in our lives, me and Mike, where you were nervous to send us into a situation, school, party, anything, because you knew it was going to be predominantly white? Interaction? Did you have any experiences where you were like, "Oh, do I want to do this?" Or do oh I not? <laughs> go ahead. Or, or not? Want All to. the time. Um, I'll let you go. I know. Yeah, I know yeah. you did. I, well, for the most part, I'm gonna say that even when I was growing up, there were situations like that. Believe it or not, because I think people assumed if you lived in Berkeley or Kenlock or areas like that. It was predominantly black, but it wasn't. When mm -hmm. I was in school back in the 60s and 70s, uh, there would be times when I would be the only black person maybe in a class, mm -hmm. um, and it's never a comfortable situation. So, of course, anytime we had to send you all into situations that were similar like that, number one, we always felt like one of us had to be around. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just it was just ingrained in us to just not let you go and right. just say, okay, you right. know, hope everything works out. But um, I would say for the most part, as a mother, I'm probably going to be careful. I was probably careful when I sent you into any kind of situation, right. if it was black, white, whatever. Right. But, uh, yeah, I would say there's probably been different times when, you know, as as a black female sending my kids out into situations, you know, I probably was maybe hoping and praying that, you know, things would work out. 
Well, yeah, I mean, I've always had that concern again, probably more so uh, your mother as from a mother's standpoint, like she said, she she had concerns regardless, you know, of, of, you know, just sending you out, period. I was particularly concerned when it was a predominantly white scenario and you were there, uh, particularly Mikey, probably more than anything, right. because as a black male, you know, and a, and a, and a, and a black teenager or, or adolescent or whatever at the case, I knew that he was going to be more uh, subjective. I mean, we've seen it through since you've been an adult. You've seen why. You probably didn't see it then. But Trayvon, Mike, a lot of these kids, when you saw those things happening, that could have easily been Mike. Right. Particularly when, you know, we know Mike's not a little kid, mm. but Mike is a nice kid. Yeah. He's, a, he's respectable. He presents himself well. He's not, you know... He, 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 He's not an aggressive type person. And uh, I just can recall a couple of times when, you know, not to get into his business, I had to go pick him up, <laughs> you know. And uh, when I show up to the to the, the scene, he's, uh, you know, he's sitting there and there's like three white cops there and, and his white friend who he was with, they, they released to, and let him they go. They got to go home. Yeah, they I were remember, gone. I remember they having a couple times that they made him stay. And he, they and made they him sent, stay. And they sent... And I try to get there as quickly as I can because I don't know what happened prior or could have happened right. prior to me getting there. Yeah. Or even once I got there, yeah. it could have been escalated. We both could have been right. dead. Right. But that, that's not something that we <laughs> which raised. By the, which, by the think. way, I can't, just knowing you, I can't imagine that drive for you, knowing, like, what did you say? You're like, we both could have been dead. I can't imagine that drive for you. Because, yeah, had you pulled up and there was something... And Mike was in danger. Yeah, he would have been like, "It's oh. going down." Yeah, I, like I am driving to whatever might happen. I didn't expect it to end like this, <laughs> but if it's going down, this, 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 yeah. But 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 no, you're right. It's it's a, it's a stressful to go to that party, Mike. It's a, <laughs> it's a stressful situation, a stressful call to begin. Because yeah. from the moment we get the call, right, our 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 our, our brains are racing, and 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 as we you know, so from that point to that to the scene. There's all kind of stuff going through our heads. Yeah. But I but I, I still where Mike is concerned, believe it or not, he's grown now. But I still will always tell him when he leave my house to call me when he yeah. gets where he's going. Because I know anything can happen between my house and his house. And I always tell him if you get stopped by the police, dial me and just leave the phone on so I can hear what's going on. Yeah. And I do. I have that fear even today. That yeah. has nothing to do with when he was younger. Right. It has everything to do with just the fact that I know if he gets well, stopped. Well, <laughs> You're on your own at this point. <laughs> so I, don't, I don't too much worry about you. Number she, one, you do she, needs a, she needs to be able to be a better witness. Well, She's like, don't put. She needs to not be on speaker so she can be a better witness for you. Uh, yeah. I don't think. I don't think yeah. he said that, officer. Yeah. Well, yeah. You don't. Yeah. You, don't, you, don't need, you don't need that. Yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah. So I still, I still have that concern where he's concerned, and I know you know even when you two leave, I say call me, but it's right. a different kind of call, right? That Which my I'm looking never for. Told me to call. <laughs> Like yeah, anywhere, well, see, so, yeah. yeah, I do. I still do to this day, and it's probably yeah. something that'll always be with me. Yeah. And also to that point, again, thinking about stuff that's happened with Mike, because I remember, I don't know if we mentioned this, the perfume thing on the last podcast, but I remember... I talked around it, but not this But I remember um, Mike going to buy me perfume as a birthday gift, and we sent him to Sephora. I mean, you know, he we sent him to Sephora, <laughs> and, they didn't, they, it, and they didn't have it, and they didn't have it. Right, yeah. 
this is white privilege in his essence, listeners who are white, listen to the story. He went to buy me perfume. They didn't have it. He left. And a cop followed him into the next store and was like, why'd you leave? He's like, you didn't have what I wanted. Um, and, and I mean, it went back and forth. And like, and like you guys are saying, I remember him telling us and talking to us about that. And I, I felt so... I've never heard this story. You really hadn't? I mean, maybe he didn't want to get you riled up that day. But, oh. but I remember, though, being hurt because he is so nice. So I think, I think race aside, I think every person who's a human being right. feels for people who are nice and something happens to them. But two, I, it's just like, man, that just because of the way you're skating. This was something I was telling to my... Uh, Zach, this is something I was telling Zach about those kind of incidences that unfortunately will always be something that he feels empathy for because he's like, that's sad that happens. Whereas I feel empathy for Mike because I'm like, I've had that happen and I know how that feels and I I don't want you to experience that. Because on that same vein, mom, do you remember when we went swimsuit swimsuit yes, shopping? Yes. My mom and I went swimsuit shopping. West County and Mall. And West County Mall. And we went into the dressing room and tried out some swimsuits. And she, this white woman, was so nice and with us at the time. And she and we were like, oh, like, I don't know. We don't think it fits. And we thought that we had a nice little women-to-women swimsuit shopping entire conversation. And, my, and mom and I, I'm going to say the location for you guys, but listeners won't know what this is. But we're, the swimsuit store was... Right outside of North. Was right outside Nordstrom. of Nordstrom. And the West County Mall. And it's very, similarly, I take that gallery of Nordstrom's. Yeah. And I we're yeah. in Nordstrom's. Like, we are in, like, by the Esclier Athleisure. Like, we are in it. And cops come up to both of us separately. What? And are like... And are, and 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 specifically say to to each of us separately, we were told that you stole something from that store. Wow. And so not and not so not only is this a whereas Mike, I think it was a what's going on, still terrible. But they they specifically said we think you stole something, and it was like not only did I not, but I don't even know how. I don't even know. Like I remember that we. I was like I don't even know how this is happening right now. Um, and then and like I said, we were separate because we're just shopping. So I then found her. She had had that happen. I had that happen. Did we go back to that woman right then and kind of say what the f? Or no, we first we told the cops that they could check all our bags. Yeah, so remember we had a lot of bags. We were shopping. Period. We but... were shopping, and I made a point to make sure when you went in the dressing room to try on swimsuits that right. I left the bags kind of outside of the dressing right. room, Mary, because I knew right away. They're going to think we're trying to steal which, something. Which, again, going back to right privilege, which is something, yeah, it, the fact that I, I have, I had already learned that stuff from you. We have a lot of bags. I've walked into stores and immediately made eye contact with the cashier and be like, you want to hold my ba- bags? Because I would like to comfortably just walk around this place. Exactly. So just take my bags. I don't want you looking at me right. while I'm going to this dressing room or going to this rack or anything. But anyway, finish, finish. So we let them go through our bags. And then right, so yeah, so when they stopped us in Nordstrom and we let them go through our bag or whatever, and I was of course pissed at that yeah. point because and I'm and I, I was younger, so I was embarrassed and sad and yeah, and and I but I made a special point to make sure that I didn't give this girl a perception that we were trying to steal, and she called the cops on us anyway. Oh, so yeah. yeah, we were pissed off, so we let the cops go through the bags. They didn't find anything, and they were like, okay, well, we didn't know. We got a complaint. We had to investigate or look into it or whatever. 
And then, yeah, we went back to the store. Mm -hmm. And I think we just kind of... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think we were just kind of like... Are you serious? Yes, yes. Like, it was just one of those just... Did y'all buy something from that store? No. No. Well, not only did we not buy something from the store... Water, water everywhere. Um, okay, I, right. I don't. I don't think. I don't think they even exist. But I. Oh, That's why. Terrible but, name. But I did. But I did yeah. tell yeah. all yeah. my Racism. friends. I was like, water, water everywhere. Here's what they did. Don't go there. At the like, this was we were younger, so I don't even good. think. So I don't even think. Around. Right. Yeah. I don't even think Twitter. All that stuff was a thing. Nah, man. Now I would put them on blast. But anyway, <laughs> having had that experience, and that was not the first time, and it won't be the last time because we had something right. happen when we were in New York. Whenever I go to Friday Mall. Um, but having had that experience, <laughs> <Whenever you go. laughs> yeah, they like meet you at the door. I, no. <laughs> I, I don't get it a lot anymore in Friday Mall, and I think it's because a lot of times now, if I go, it might be I'm coming from work and I just like dress a little nicer, but I don't know. Or maybe people are like, I don't that know. makes a difference. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but, any, but anyway, having had those experiences, I knew that was Mike's first experience because he's not only was he younger, but just being a boy, you're not even shopping. And, I, and so right. I just remember, and it's still telling that story, it hurts my heart in a way that I know Zach will never know. Not because he doesn't feel bad for Mike, but it's just like, I'm like, I remember so vividly all the things we did to go out of the way. And yeah, it's just like, yeah, it don't matter. Yeah. It we black. Yeah. And, we, right. and if we're in a store, we're in a store still. And I think this, another reason why I wanted you guys on, I think this is a nice segue to you guys sharing stories of, well, actually, Dad, I want you to share a story about you going to school because, um, for the listeners who may or may not know, but you, I would say, I would say you've you've had success. <laughs> I'd be like, I would say you've had success. I think then I think there's people who meet you now only, and they see the success, and they use that as an excuse to be like, oh, he did it. Like all these all these black people who were like having issues, having trouble, like that's on them because he did it. Right. Um, and so I, I and so I think you should tell a story your story about getting into you could have a million of them, but specifically the story about school, because that mom has a story about school too, but um I don't the remember dean. which one it was, the dean, yeah. Specifically tell oh, that yeah. story. Well yeah, you know, first of all, you know, Which, I by the way, are you guys good? Is it kinda of hot here? It is a little hot. But okay. we're good. We're good. Okay. We do. But uh you know, I, I went to U City High School. At the time that I graduated from U City, it was like 50-50, you know, yeah. black and white. So I didn't even know yeah. racism really existed to the extent that it did until I went away to college. Yeah, to know. the extent. Cause I, you know, yeah, 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 we do a little stuff here and there. But I'm like, oh, you know, I saw a good time. Because you're all around so all figured, black people. Yeah. TV is crazy. He's but, all good you know, times on TV. So, then, <laughs> so what I it's did. Crazy. So, I'm in, in college, you know, it's like, I, I, it probably was like the first week. I'm, I'm, I'm go, you know, one night, I'm late night, and I go to like a drive-thru to get something, and these drunk white guys were walking off in front of my car as I'm going through the drive-thru, and they started yelling, you know, nigger. And I couldn't hear them. I mean, I had my car up, I had radar on, and they, and they were like, eh, you know, the point my and I'm, and I'm just serious. I had probably a Mike naive look on my face, like Mikey, and I'm, I rode out of the window. What? <laughs> Excuse me, nigger. Oh, <laughs> I rode away to back up, and I just I went on, and they spit on my car. I'm like, wow, you know, I welcome. <laughs> That's funny, but you're not in St. Louis anymore. Yeah, yeah. You're in Kansas, <laughs> so you know that was like the first minute. Even that was an isolated yeah. incident. I'm like, wow, that was crazy. Yeah, these guys right. were drunk, and I didn't even really trip. But as I went through school, I was, you know, the only black in a lot of classes. Now, you know. 
Because your degree is at this time, you're yeah, pursuing architecture. Yeah, you know, right? we're not a black. There was like three that started the program. I was the only one that finished. Yeah, and you know, it it was you know it was a big campus. It was a big university. I mean, it it was like out of thirty thirty some thousand students, there was like five hundred minorities, of which half of them were from Africa. You know, African right. Africans. Yeah, and so it was it was it was a very small percentage of the population. But by the time I become a senior. I know I'm getting graduated. I'm feeling myself. I'm like, hey, I, I did this. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, and, and, and they all knew me. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's the black guy. Right. He's, he's but, studying you know, this. Yeah. And so uh, he's still here, <laughs> you know. And so I went to the dean's office one day and I'm like, you know, I had a question. I'm like, you know, I'm going to finish up, but I'm curious, why don't you have more blacks or women in the program? He said with a straight face that blacks did not have the aptitude that it took. To be an architect. I mean, I, I didn't even know how to respond <laughs> yeah, to that. Because you're wow. sitting right there. I'm like, okay. And then again, goes back and to I wasn't other. As, you're like, yeah, and I wasn't, you know, I, I wasn't as, I don't know, as versed as I am now to, to really have a rebuttal. Because right. at that time, I'm thinking, well, maybe they don't. <laughs> but I, I didn't know what to think. Yeah. But, but, but my first thought was, hmm. If this is how the dean feels, right. then that explains why. Right. Because there's no effort to either recruit or or retain, or retain, retain. Yeah. any minorities, you know. And so obviously there was a concerted effort to make sure that they don't finish or they're not able to complete it, whatever. And I've seen it in business how roadblocks are put up in front of you uh, to prevent you from from succeeding. Mm -hmm. And the key is, you know, people just have to recognize those roadblocks and you have to find a way around it, mm -hmm. you know, um, but they're there and they still exist. Mm -hmm. And then, Mom, um, you already, you had just recently told us this story, but when we went home, Zach was really like, that was a crazy story. So I think it's worth repeating when crazy. you were um, a cheerleader, which I had heard this story before, but your experience, it's also a college story. Yeah, and I guess it was probably my second year, my junior year, because my freshman year I wasn't a cheerleader. But, yeah, I tried sophomore out. Year. Your second sophomore oh, year? Oh, sophomore, yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, and I tried out for cheerleading and then college cheerleading, because I was a cheerleader in high school, but it was mostly all girls, or it was all girls. But in college, when you get to that level, you have male partners. And so it just so happens that somebody put, you know, us with whoever. And I ended up, my partner was a uh, young white guy who was from Iowa. And, uh, you know, he, he didn't really act funny towards me or anything, but it, for we just didn't connect. And so one day he was, he was talking, because I guess once he got to know me, he kind of realized that, hey, you know, she's not a bad person. <laughs> and one day he just kind of told me and let me know that he, he told me that when he grew up, where he grew up in Iowa, which is probably like 30 miles away from where I went to school, at Truman State, he said he grew up where they had signs in Iowa that said if you were black or if you were a nigger, you had to be out of town by sundown. Yeah. And he also told me how if he, uh, this is, if his uh, people back home, and when he said people, I don't know if he meant family, friends, whoever, could, could see him now because he was having to cheerlead with a black female, he said that they would not believe it. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, he had just never had any experience being around black people. But yeah. he he and I got along, I will say. But yeah. just knowing that somebody grew up like that. 
And they still, well, the immediate thing I said to you after you said that story is that they still do. Because when I went to college, and even when I've come back from college since, like I've come back, I've come back from all of my years of experience. I've acquired more and more friends who are different every way, Um, sexual orientation, where they're from, and, and race. And then I've come back from college and then I go to and some of my friends from high school that I've acquired, I've gotten married. More so when I attend White is with Zach, you go and it's still all white people, and you're like, huh? <laughs> you didn't you didn't pick up any other Not one. Nothing, or friends nothing along, had the along the way. And, you didn't meet somebody and, and, somewhere. And also, and again, when you get to college and it's an experience where you meet a lot more people, that's when you start to realize for all the people who listen or have always and, ha- and live in big cities or have always lived in big cities, you start to realize there's some people that really can somehow isolate themselves and all they know about black people, say about black people, is what they're told. And if that story is coming from a racist <laughs> or good times, but if that story is coming from a racist person right. shared down, yeah. yeah, that's all they know. You know, the thing that's really fascinating is uh, it, it's like, like her story with the cheerleader guy. They became good friends. Once, he, once they talked and they met, they... He's like, oh, right. you can talk. I and like, and, oh, and yeah, so like right. when I was at Anheuser-Busch, so moving on to my professional career, remember Dave Sample? You remember Dave Sample? I do. When she just traveled out of town, we would go to dinner at his house. Remember I, was, well, I was just about to say, his son recently reached out to me on LinkedIn. Oh, before, before the protests, everyone, he, oh, okay. he genuinely on his own just earlier this year, just I popped right. up because of oh, networks and he reached out and we got coffee, just caught up and just reminisced. On. I forgot to mention this year. Yeah, but, no, no, but, no. but yeah, I just caught so up his, and he's but, like, we used so to. So when we met at Anheuser-Busch, he told me, he used to tell me the story that his dad was racist and he, he was, he told me he literally was raised to not like black people. And I think That's some what people don't told. understand that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, you know, I'm like, what? Yes. I mean, we were taught, we were raised to not like black people. And this is somebody that lives in St. Louis, not a small right, yeah, right, right, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, right. He's in St. Louis. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. right. And we it's worked together Iowa. right there, and I was a bush yeah. together. We, as you know, we became right, friends. Right. He came to work for me. And we he clearly did not raise his kids. All this kind of stuff. And I remember meeting his dad one day before he passed away at a party at Dave's house, and I went and spoke to him, whatever. and you know, it is. It's funny going and meeting somebody who you know that this. Yeah, you're, like, your, oh, you're like, oh, you're like, oh, your son Desi. told me yeah, about yeah, you. Yeah. I didn't know where to smack the shit sure. out of him or just you know just say hey, you yeah, know. Right. But anyway, I just like hey, yeah. wait. Yeah. But anyway, this. But Dave, you know, he, he we he we talked about a, like we have we have conversation like this. Yeah. I would tell him stories. He would tell, and it's so much so that one time I told Dave. Now Dave. Worked for me technically. Yeah, right. I, I was the engineer, and he was one of our project controls people that supported the engineers. Yeah. So vendors would come to me and would you know want to take me out to lunch because right. they were trying to sell something. Right. And I would tell Dave all these stories about how you know you could you you could be a you know the the, the mailman you know and they'll show you more respect than they'll show me. Yeah. And right. go, I'm the degree. He goes, No man, you're full of that. That's not true. That's not this. I said. So the next time I get invited. To one of those lunches, I'm gonna take you with me. Yeah. So guy called and wanted to take me lunch. I said, Dave, this guy wants to take me lunch. He wants to sell product. Yeah. Why don't you go with me? Yeah. So Dave went with me. We go to lunch. We sit down, and I I, I introduced Dave. I said, Dave is our project controls guy. He, yeah. you know, I'm the project. Controls. So he knew who I was. Right. You know, I introduced him to Dave. The entire time during the lunch, 
the guy is pitching and talking to Dave. Mm-hmm. He's not even talking to me. Yeah, yeah. I'm just over there chowing down. <laughs> yeah, like, we get back. Then I can't believe it. Yeah, I can't. You, you were right. Yeah, yeah. It's like I told the story on the last podcast of when we started dating, and I would go to like professional networking events with her. And I don't even own nice clothes. I like stole one of my dad's blazers. At this time be, when we first yeah, started, yeah. I'd be in the corner, like <laughs> yeah, I mean, we you saw me. <laughs> yeah. You saw me eating today. I'd be in the corner, like spilling food on myself <laughs> and drinking, you know, having a beer. Just like I don't know anyone. I'm here for the free food, and people kept coming up and talking to me. And I'm like, I, I'm not supposed to be here. Don't talk to me. I don't. <laughs> right. And I Leave see how her. She would have to like walk up to people and introduce herself and like work really hard to try to make these contacts. And people would not leave me alone. I'm like, this does not add up. <laughs> and then several months, years, however long later, I was like, oh, that's why. Yeah. Like, there's one, I was a man, but two, also, like, right. yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's I look like everyone else in the room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want more? But, um, water? Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, I, I, well, I was sure I thought about that. But, yeah, there's just the, um, and so, but over time, you know, oh, I know. See, the I problem is, it's like, it's like one. You know, it's, it's almost like it's going to take a lifetime because you have to. They get change, those, but you got to go like one person at a time. Yeah, they got to die, <laughs> or whatever. Um, n- and so I don't know what it's going to take to be a big. And yeah. you would think when you have someone like the president of the United States, so now you have on display for the world to see that black people are intelligent. Can put two sentences together. You're talking about former president, so you're not talking about Obama. So now we have someone who's a president. No, I'm talking about Obama. At the time, it's like, for for you and I to try to change society one person at a time. (laughs) It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's going to take a lot of time. So you would think, that okay, you have somebody now that everybody can see that this guy is the the right kind of guy. And it was perfect. But it's like whenever you have the, the, the organized few or minority, they can always defeat the disorganized majority. And so what I mean by that is you have this 30, 40 percent, you know, Trump supporters, they've always been there. Yeah. They just weren't organized. They just didn't have a spokesperson. Right. Now they have a voice in mm-hmm. Trump. They were there when Barack Obama was there, but they were silent because he was so prevalent and, and he was doing the right thing and the majority spoke out and they supported him, those that wanted to. Right. The sad part, and I think that's why this is a different moment, bringing it back to George Floyd, they are seeing this now and they're seeing, particularly, if, the, if there's one good thing that could come out of the Trump presidency, <laughs> is that there was such a stark difference between him and President Obama, a black man, that everyone can see that you know, it really ain't about race because <laughs> this guy is an idiot. Right. Right. Yeah. And right. we know that President Obama was a class act. Right. Yeah. And what do we want to be as a society? Do we want to be known as a company or country with class and dignity and respect and blah, blah, blah? Or we want to be known as this crude, illiterate, you know, d- dumb group of people? And, and that's what he is doing. I think that between George Floyd and, and, and Donald Trump, it's like all these things had to come together right. at the same time right. for white people to finally say, enough is enough. Right. Yeah. No, I... Were you this is bad. Well, I was just saying, I listened to a podcast with a Bakari Sellers from CNN, and he basically said the one good thing he could see from the Trump president is if Hillary Clinton was president right now and handled this like a real person with some empathy and compassion, 
a lot of the stuff you're seeing and that white people are being fed up with and disgusted by outside of the 38% his approval rating that are going to like him no matter what, who are like this, we can't keep going like this. This is too bad. And so if there is something good, I mean, just that he echoed that point, which I think makes a lot of sense. And also to the point you're making, Dad, what I've experienced, what my fear is, when we try to change one person at a time, sometimes, what and I've seen it, and it's happened to me, is you think you're changing this person's view of black people, but really that hold on their belief that blacks are inferior, inferior ignorant, whatever it is, is so strong that they just see you as different. a different yeah. black. You're different, a different yeah. You're one of the good ones. And it's it's like that SNL skit, which we'll put a link to it, The when they find out Beyonce's black. So there's this <laughs> SNL skit where essentially people have been like, oh, single ladies, I love yeah. this, like Beyonce. And then she comes out with formation, and it's like, oh, man. <laughs> like, and like, what? Then She's they're like, lying uh, to the street. Yeah, and so they put on the situation now. Right, but yeah, and all but, this um, stuff. Yeah. But, but, but I've experienced that as well. I've, I've had some white people that I'm kind of like, I kind of feel like you're a bigot <laughs> overall. But then they warm up to you. You're, you become friends. And then something happens. It's like, oh, no, you're still a bigot. You just were putting me in a different right. category. Right. Right. And, and those people, I... I've had discussions with them. They're even before all this, they kind of stopped being in my life. Cause like, that's not, I'm not here to be your, I'm not here to be, be your, your token, when you're, yeah, your token you friend. You yeah, feel good. Yeah. To be your, when you're at a party, you can be like, I have a black friend to be your right. person. Who's like, they don't care if I say the N word, not that I've ever been that person, but you know, every, every white person who's done all these not okay instances has one black friend who's fine with them saying the N word, who has right. one black friend who's fine with them making those jokes and all that. It's like, I'm not here to be that person. And so I think you do bring up a point that having a white, well-off, straight man as president and acting like a complete moron is probably letting people see, oh, right. <laughs> there's like there's something going on here. And and I, it's I just told, the quality of person that you should exactly. be. It doesn't matter the, your skin and this and that. You, you, there's just a quality of person that should yeah. be. I like to say that you know, Donald Trump. Is the black president they thought Barack Obama was right. going to be? Yeah. <laughs> yes, he's yes. doing all the dumb, ignorant shit today. Yeah. People who are stereotyped felt like this is how. Oh, the presidency is going to go down the tubes if we elect a black person. They're gonna, they're gonna have uh, three ex wives and, and and five you know right. ex baby mamas right. at the inauguration. Right. Oh, that was Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and, and it's it's like so now they don't they don't talk about now. That's not a big deal. Right, now you know, a lot of that matter. stuff is acceptable. Yeah. So it, it, we'll we'll see how acceptable it is next in the next couple of you no know, terms. Yeah. Do you? I have one more culture thing, and then we All did right. get some questions. You do? You don't have any more? You got some questions? Yes, people send in some questions. But um, the last culture thing I have, because mom and I have been talking about this, is how do you feel about cancel culture? And what I mean by that is, how do you feel about? So every celebrity is, is coming out and saying black eyes matter to so much so to the point where it's like Do yeah you really you, believe that or you think it, you to, the, to, the point, to the point where it's like well let, let's think about when nike chose colin kaepernick there were a lot of people particularly white people who were like oh my gosh they and were burning like, their nikes there was oh my gosh but there were also people who were like oh my gosh they're they're on the right side of history they're on the wrong side of history but they know where their bread is buttered and exactly. it's like they make all moves financially exactly. and they knew that they were going to get more support by doing that and I and there is an argument. There probably are some celebrities 
who are in the same place. It's like, I don't know if you think it. And the black you guys were killing for their Jordans. Yeah, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. We can sell these Jordans for $400. <laughs> exactly. White boys ain't doing that. Right. But they're, they're not buying the these This is the point where I do stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, but there's some celebrities who, I don't think a celebrity who truly hates black people would do it, but there's some who probably like, eh, I don't know if I think it or not, but it's a good, it's good aesthetic. It's good optics right. for me to say it. It's now culturally acceptable or encouraged. It's encu- right, encouraged. Right, right. I think it's encouraged for you right. to say something. It's, it's involved. In, yeah, yeah. It, it is. And so I want to know, what do you guys think about the people who are saying it? And they have a past. For example, I listened to a podcast and they were like, the two black people on the podcast did not know about all the hate crime stuff Mark Wahlberg had done. <laughs> right. And I was yeah. like, I was, and I was, I was like, just going to bring him on. I, I, I just read like, about that too. And I was, and I was like, I you knew. don't, I was like, you don't know. I, I told, I joked to mom about this. I'm like, Name a celebrity, I'll tell you if they did a hate crime or they were in blackface. I do not forget. Right. I will tell you. Right. Um, and, and with that said, some of those people, I still see their movies, still see their stuff. And so how do you feel about people, they put something out there, because he put out Black Lives Matter. People are digging up their past and mean like, you don't mean it. And yeah, just what do you, and they get mad at them. And I, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Well, I think you and I were talking about this earlier. We talked about um, a few people. Yeah, yeah, and I, I guess for me, the thing is, is that we don't know why anybody's doing or saying what they're saying. Right. But there are a lot of people that are kind of jumping on the bandwagon, even though you know this has been going on for a long time. It's nothing new, but now, like you all said, it's kind of in vogue to jump on the bandwagon and say black Black Lives Matter. But I feel like. With anybody or anything, you gotta look at the their past. You can't just go on one comment they make on Twitter or or if they you know good tweeting bad. something yeah. whatever. You kind of gotta look at the history of the person because there are some people that have always felt that way, like that old man that they knocked down to the ground up there in New York. Oh, you mean well, that Antifa rabble rouser? Yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, apparently that guy had a history of, of protesting the civil rights and all right. that. So he didn't just get out there all of a sudden that day, right. you know, just for a photo op or whatever. So I, me personally, I feel like if you make a comment and if you're sincere, it may not come out right, but at least you're saying the right thing. We don't know where your heart is, but you're saying the right thing. But I think that your past or what you do next will kind of really tell if you just if you're if you, you that'll yeah. tell you if you're really like okay, I right. think you're on board. Are you actually God. changing right. and growing right. and getting better? Right. Or are you just right. doing this for your Instagram followers? A, right. right, right, yeah, exactly. So yeah, so and I don't, I don't think you can judge a person just based on if on they have one, one little. Right. Well, also to that same thing, I want to know what you think because we just saw it, and I was like, let's save it for the pot. What do you think about the amount of people who are getting fired, too? Some of them, for good reason. Some of them, it's probably like, you probably should have been fired for a while. But what do you think about, we found this thing, and then we fired you? Yeah. I, it, <laughs> yeah. it does depend. But I think, once again, I don't think I don't think you fire people uh, if they, back in the day, when they were younger and ignorant or whatever, and said something. If that's not the person they are today, and if they've shown that that's not the person they are, then I kind of feel like, mm, you know, maybe some things that happened back then. I mean, I feel like if you go into anybody's past, you're probably going to find something that maybe they ain't proud of or whatever. So do you judge everything <laughs> just based, face right now. based on that yeah. comment or what they did in the past? Or do you look at the person now and who they are? So 
No, I don't agree with, with everybody all the being, and all the yeah, all the firing and the canceling. And if all you haven't that. already noticed, listeners, my mom's the nicest one in the family. Yeah, no, 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 it, no, it, <laughs> tell you. no, it'd probably they, be mom, mom, what? Mike, it's, and then no, me like or you. Jesus, it's, your mom, <laughs> Mike, and whatever. It depends on what it is. Obviously, okay. if somebody out there saying the N-word, then yeah. And then all of a sudden, they're like, Black Lives Matter. It's like, yeah, right. it's, it's, See, that's my point. That's why I, I say it depends. I agree. You know, because there are people who, who honestly have made mistakes in the past. I mean, I mean you got people that, you know... They're just easily manipulated. They're with a crowd, and they're standing. You know, I could be standing out there, a crowd, they're right, right, they're coming up there, and they're yelling up and down. They got, yeah, go home, nigger. Next thing I know, I said it. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I got caught up. Oh my god. <laughs> no, but I, that was a joke. Everybody. I know it's a joke. But the deal <laughs> is, if you have done things like that in the past, in your past, use it. People, and, and then also, you have to look at the age. You have to right. look at, yeah, I agree. at, 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 at where were they, what what right. what, what was happening right. at the time, right. how frequently right. did they do it, right, right, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then you and then when you move fast forward, if they haven't been consistent with supporting these type of issues, I mean, come on now, this is the first time this exactly. has happened. Exactly, exactly. Right. Were you where out were there the they first time? Yeah. when yeah. Right. Mike Brown, right. Trayvon right. Martin, yeah. Eric Garner, right. where were these right. people Sandra now yeah, when all of them? Where were those people right. when when Colin Kaepernick tried to tell them, yeah. this is not about the flag. Right. It's protesting right. the police brutality. Yeah. They knew what he was protesting, but Donald Trump made it about the flag. Right. How is this about the flag? It's not about the flag. Yeah. But everyone who wanted to be about, you know, whatever they yeah. wanted to be about, they, they did it. And so if they did not have it, it's like, how do you tell a wolf in sheep's clothing? Right. By its tracks. Yeah, you know it's like Balloons. what have they done since that? <laughs> That's some wisdom. Yeah. Where, where, where have what have they done historically right. as it pertains to these to these sort of issues? Because in our lifetime, their lifetime, there have been plenty of opportunities for them to speak out. Yeah, and they did. It's but what about yeah. what about situations though, like your friend Dave, who you said he grew up where his dad taught him to be racist. Right. So if so, that's a good example. So if Dave, if I found something where Dave had said something back then, knowing he had passed, I would understand it because what Dave has done now and the way he acts and, and, and the way he carries himself and proceeds is different. And that's my, the point I'm making. If he still carried those, uh, those, those, those beliefs and, and those, uh, uh, Issues, yeah, I would, I would like well, fuck him too. I think, <laughs> I think that's something you notice with the famous people too. Is, uh, obviously, people say different things and they're reacted to different ways. But for the most part, you could tell when like someone feels like they've made a mistake because all the people around them are like, "This isn't them." Mm. Like that, like the one guy for the Guardians of the Galaxy guy when he tweeted all that stuff, the director, and they wanted to fire and him, he, and, and everyone he, else in that he, movie was his, like, "No, this his, was like." His, and Whatever, his, and, and he didn't tweet, say the N word or do any of that, but he like. But his his tweet was something about making a joke about something that was pedophilia. Other, but like, yeah. but, it, but it wasn't even a but it wasn't even a That's, joke about pedophilia. Pedophilia is never funny. Exactly, no, exactly. Because even what we're saying sounds way worse than it is. I mean, some people are probably like, no, but the, the but the point is, his the anger he was getting was also a lot on interpretation of circumstances. Right. There was so much. Right. It wasn't. It wasn't like it's, he was just like. It's, I'm gonna go hang out kids. I don't know. It's also <laughs> it's also that I think that you could tell when someone usually is making the effort to become a better person, to become more engaged, more whatever, 
And uh, so when that happens, I think most people who know them will stick up for them and say, hey, this was a mistake. They did this. They said this, whatever. But we think that they're a, a good person. And it tends to kind of cancel it or the canceling cancels itself out. It runs out of steam. Like, and you could say that with countless celebrities or whoever, but it's more, yeah, it's more about actions. What have you done? How have you grown? Who are you now? Who are you going to be? Cause in, if, if in two weeks you go back or whatever, then like it's, yeah. you know, then yeah, it's, it's and I, I had these two examples when I, again, working, when I was working in corporate America here in St. Louis, a major corporation. And I remember I told you about that one guy, uh, I don't want to call his name. I, I think he's dead now, but, uh, I really liked this old man. He was an older guy then. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and yeah. We got I along this. really well, yeah, and, and you know, we used to talk all the time because he knew I was into music. And I like music, and and I had like this stereo amplifier that I that I wanted to get rid of. He was he wanted to get something for his grandson. He was into music too. I said, well, I got this really nice, you know, Harmon card and whatever. I, I'll get to you. you. Can get. So really, so I you know I gave it to him or sold it to him or something. So we just had a really good relationship. So one day I'm sitting in his office with 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 my manager, and we were just talking, shooting the breeze, and uh, he starts telling this story about when his mother used to work for Gussie Bush. Oh, like anyway, some other Gussie Bush. But anyway, <laughs> he, it, and and he said, you know, he worked jobs there, you know, in, in in the gift shop, and they would have parties and things, and he would have to go and set up the tables. And he said, you know, they would have these big parties, and he would go and have to put all the bottles and the wine out on the tables. They were really these big wine parties. But he said, but then they asked us to go back and take the wine bottles off the table before the event. He said, because you know those niggers steal. And, I, and I'm sitting there, and he's and he's talking to me and this other guy, and I and I was like in shock. Right. They and he say and then and then he looked at me. And he said, oh, 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 oh. I'm, I'm sorry, I meant, you know, and then he, he kind of stumbled, whatever. Right. So it's almost like he was so, going back to your earlier point, I he looked at so that two weeks. He was so comfortable with me, yeah. he didn't look at me as a, as a nigger. Yeah. But he looked at black people as niggers. Yeah. And this was his story and his upbringings that right. they steal, and that's why we had to move the table. I was so... I was probably deflated more than anything oh, because yeah. I liked the guy and I thought we were cool. Our relationship was never the same after that. I didn't go in. I, and have, I didn't do. I didn't do anything with him after that. Right. I spoke to him, but that's I just could not. Right, right. I right. could not deal with him. And he, and he was an older guy, so whatever his belief, he wasn't going to change. change. Right, yeah, it's too late. And that was really disappointing to yeah. me. And then I was in, so later on, the guy, the manager who was sitting there with me, I went to him. I was talking to him like, "Dude, what the hell? What, what was that?" I, he he starts, you know, he had this look on his face like, what? What, oh, what no, was wrong? Gosh. I'm like, what do you mean? I mean, he made this comment, you know, I'm sitting there. I mean, it's like, it's like, what do you, you, you think? He, he made it seem like black people, the only thing we're good for is to empty the trash cans and, and right. He goes, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. That's what the guy said who was with me when he oh, said gosh. this. You got, you got double A. All right. I'm like, oh, gosh. You're like, this is a good day. Right. I'm like, <laughs> Okay. Yeah. And so, but these are the people that I'm working with day in and day out, you know. Um, and there was, I, there's several incidents like that that I can name when I worked in, in corporate. I would go to the office and I would have student time, whatever. And the secretary goes, Oh, you must be the runner. We don't have any packages for you today. I'm like, Yeah. No, yeah. not yeah. the runner. I'm from engineering and I'm here to meet so and so and so on. Right. And but a lot of that happened a lot. 
But to that point, and to what I was saying about how some people always see you as the other, and it also relates to how Dave's dad taught him to hate, hatred is taught. No doubt. And so my whole thing is... I don't think it makes sense to cancel and fire everyone off this one thing because people have the room to change. At the same time, because hate is taught, because you all never raised me to hate, there are some some things that I've never done. Mm. There are some derogatory words for some people that I've never thought were okay to say. Mm. One one example I will give is... um, the, the most mildest thing I'll give for our podcast. So everyone, I'm looking at you, Dad, is to keep it mild for our podcast. But the mildest example I'll give is um, when we were growing up, me and Zach, it was common to say to someone, and I hope I'm not offending anyone, uh, you're retarded. Mm. It was, oh, I it was, still use that. See, again, Dad, stop, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Please. <laughs> anyway. Okay. But it was it was common that that people would say that. Yeah, you're not supposed to do that. I know. I learned that. I learned that. But see, you that was the, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. you, you learned that. I never used that. I always it was there was while it was a common word, it was never a compliment. You know what I mean? It was never a right. nice way to talk about someone. And there have been a few other words. And that's why you. Me, that's why I used it. You, stop, I wasn't let trying me to finish. Yeah, stop. We're, we're on a podcast where we're not oh, just okay, okay, us okay. all talking. Oh, okay, okay, um, okay. And there have been some other hateful words. Um, one I'm thinking particularly. Sorry, the F. That, yeah, that. that I um, grew up with that. I, you know, but I but learned. Will you, will you please let me finish? <laughs> there have been other words like that that, again, I... Never used because it was always right hateful. And so taught you well, exactly. And so what I'm trying to say is, I don't think that you can just immediately cancel and fire everyone off one thing. But there's some actions. There's some actions that, and like your moment, Dad, where you like things weren't the same after that. I have some people where things are the same with that. And there are some instances I hear about people that it's like, no, no, I. I don't. I don't excuse that. I never mm-hmm. would have. I never would have willingly, knowingly done something like that when it could have caused hate or pain. And so that is that is my level. But I will say out there to all the white people who are being really strict, you're going to run out of a lot of places to shop and a lot of places to buy you're things if you if you keep if you keep canceling like every single you. person right, does right, something. Right. Trust me. But but. Yeah, I think yeah, that, that's true. So, 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 Chris, Chris, there's something, there's some just, things that I'm like, I won't. Chris just gave everybody out there in corporate work three words you just don't use. Use those oh three words. Gosh. You're out <laughs> no, on your ass. I'm just the saying, R word, yeah. the F word, and the N word. Can't do it. Yeah, don't, don't use any of those words now. <laughs> right. Somebody's, but just other, there's just more. There's more. I mean, yeah, and there's, we could talk about this forever because this is very interesting and. I think there's a lot of room to kind of discuss. Yeah, there got to be a part it, two, man. We'll come yeah, back. I mean, you'll come. We'll have you I mean, back on. Well, uh, seem um, to be enjoying. It. Yeah. <laughs> so what? Well, to round it up, we did get some questions. I uh, did you get any more? I got no. some. Okay. No. no so we no, did. No. We did get some questions from listeners. Some of them we maybe have covered, but let's. But let's see. Well, maybe we just make this one a two-parter. Cut it in half. Yeah, that, this one and half. This is already a part two. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, one question. Um, I guess it's to both of you. What would you say to people that like Trump because, quote unquote, oh, 
No, this 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 person's putting their own opinion in the question. Oh, <laughs> this person thinks I that think we kind of already talked. About yeah, I think that. we talked about this. This person thinks that Trump's an asshole and a racist. So she, this person, was just asking, well, "What do you think when people say they like him?" <laughs> but you kind of answered it then, yeah, well, like you said, that. he is the black president. You thought yeah, we're yeah, gonna yeah, get. That's what you would yeah, say. That's what I say, and and, and 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 fuck them too. Yeah, if they like him. <laughs> um. Oh Podcast. yeah, I think we I think we've covered a lot of that. Yeah. All right. There's not a lot okay, the one the la- these last but, two. But let me give a little more intelligent answer about the Trump thing there because Yeah, that's yeah. One, point, okay. Now, you know, I, I realistically won't say, I won't say not intelligent, but I will say for a white person talking to other white people. It's too easy for me to not like the guy <laughs> yeah. because he's a racist. Right. But so, and someone who and a, yeah. a sex not, so so someone who doesn't care about him being a racist or somebody who may even be a racist himself. There are plenty of other reasons to not like this guy, you know? And so let's start with those who consider themselves patriots. For example, the guy fake, you know, going to, he got out of going to the war. So he, he's never been a patriot. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, you know, and the fact that he came in and ran for president as an opportunist, because he took advantage of the hate that was brewing in our country. And, because, and, and the point and is, all and all of that. Yeah. So if he really did, he would have at least educated himself a little bit on gar- government. He would have learned more <laughs> about the Constitution. He would have understood how government works. He would have made sure he read the briefings. I mean, we all know that he said he doesn't read the briefings. He doesn't like to read. I mean, his own generals, his own chief of staff, his own former attorney, they all said the guy is an idiot who doesn't read. He called them morons. So why do people all of a sudden, if you don't believe Trump is a bad person because you like his position on whatever, why would you think all of these white guys would say this? Yeah. You think they're making it up? These aren't black people saying this about Trump. These are people that he selected to work in his and, own administration and who are saying guys this. Too. Yeah. Like, like wealthy, because I think that for yeah. me that's something is that I mean, you got True. Warren Buffett. Now, anybody would listen to Warren Buffett or anything else, but now all of a sudden, you don't think Warren Buffett knows what he's talking about? Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, there's just so many people who have been respectable throughout the history of America who are denouncing this guy. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know. Um, do you have any? Both of you, do you have any um, black-owned businesses? Your favorite black-owned businesses in St. Louis? Oh, man, the Kwame Building Group, hands down. Yes, yeah, that's a good one. No, but if you're not, but if you're I'm not just, gonna, yeah. if you're not gonna build a highway or a stadium or airport, <laughs> you have some other ones. No, go ahead, Kim. I'll let you go first. What black businesses, you know, that you would give high marks to? I mean, most of them, you know, are like uh, restaurants. Unfortunately, I mean, you know, pretty good. <laughs> but, you know, no, that's what I was going to say, a restaurant. Wait, I mean, got, we got, I mean, most of the, like, diner, I don't know if you guys have been to Diners Light. It's over on your side of the hood. Yeah, you, oh, yeah. you, yeah. You like, like the slinger, yeah. Dude. Yeah. You know, fried chicken. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you had to go there. I know, right? What's Literally, of all the... I'm sure they make other good things, yeah. but you had to just eat the fried chicken. They got, they got good I, baked chicken. Yeah. Like the fried chicken. Okay, we good. But no, Zach actually really does like... Well, she said slinger. They don't make a slinger. Zach actually really does like fried chicken, but he just goes very hot. He actually does like fried chicken. Could have come out better. But no, but there are... You know, the thing that's really, I think, interesting is there are a lot of really good black business out there. Most people don't know are black owner operated business. Like I've I've run into 
I mean, it's like cookie. You know, Erica King makes cookies now. You know, so she has cookies that she makes. I mean, so obviously, you know, people that deal with you know uh, mechanics, there are a lot of really talented HVAC guys, you know, plumbing guys, and and those are the kind of businesses that you're always you're not going to be able to have an app to replace a good plumber or right, a good, right, right, you right. know, electrician. I mean, like, like yeah. clay piping, I know the guy Darren Clay, he's an excellent HVAC. He's going to be working on the stadium project. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, a, know, a bunch of hauling company, West Ball Hauling is yeah. one that comes to mind. There are a bunch of good engineering firms. You know, you got Abner Engineering, you got Web Engineering, you got um, uh, uh, even uh, there's some, well, a lot of female-owned businesses, you know, uh, Lions, uh, CSG uh, Engineering Firm. So Millennial is a Hispanic engineering firm that we do a lot of business with that does a lot of work in, in town. So you know, I think most people don't, they wouldn't know that, you know, right. because it's more on the commercial side. But yeah. But yeah. Um, and yeah, I feel like we actually covered, this was, um, yeah. this was good. We actually covered a lot of the questions. Yeah. Covered a lot and of just our, And just our experience in this conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to think if there's anything else that, you wanted to get from them. I mean, yeah, we could talk to you guys forever. I love talking to my parents. Oh my gosh, I have. It's. I don't want to go into this. It's going to take too long. But the other, the only other thing I will touch on. It's going to take too long. So don't don't. No, I want to hear it. Don't jump in. This second phase. This part <laughs> two. Um. I tell some people about my experience growing up, white people that are very surprised by also all the efforts you guys made to, in spite of there not being. Disney princesses that were black, um, a lot of black beauty celebrate in general, you guys making me feel beautiful. Um, I mean, I know, I know you're saying, well, yeah. Um, but there's that famous everyone, I mean, everyone should, and we'll create a link to it study of, they did it, had all these kids of all Mm -hmm. these races. Oh yeah. Pick, pick the, the doll, doll, pick the doll. It's dolls are exactly the same, black and white. Like which one's a pretty one, ugly one, which one's yeah. a good and bad one. Yeah. And all the negative traits were attributed to the to the black uh dolls. And you have the story about the guy, the the white guy seeing me play with my black doll. Oh, yeah. And he oh, was yeah. like, he asked me. Yeah, well you you, know, you brought I brought you to the office one day and you right. had the doll. Because all my crazy. dolls were black. Yeah, and the one you you had dragging I mean, yeah. everybody just thought that was so cute. And the guy who why why did you get her a black doll? I'm like does your daughter have a black doll? Why? Why would? Why? Right. Why did your daughter have a white doll? Right. I mean, it's like. But it's just a that's, stupid question. It's like a that. stupid question. <laughs> it's a stupid question. Right. I think that sometimes, and that's if, if there's one thing that that really irks me about white people, <laughs> okay. generally speaking, we're into the late part. That do not understand why black people want and see things the same way they do when it comes to wanting a better life. For their kids, for the future, schools, education, all this kind of stuff. So why, the whole Santa Claus thing, why would I want my kids to think that some fat, gray-haired, white guy is bringing them toys after I work my ass off? So for for the listeners who don't know this, Santa Claus is not real, (laughs) and he ain't white. I never, my brother and I never grew up. Oh. Thinking Santa Claus is even a thing. It's not a they we, they burst our bubble. It's not even that there was a black Santa because black Santa was not even really a thing. You guys took right. us to see black Santa. By that time, I was maybe in high school, and we did right. it just because we found one, and we were uh, like, hey, yeah, what let's go do what it. Bro? But we did it. He didn't. It just was not even a thing. Not even a thing. Because to my dad's point, every image of Santa Claus was white. So he was like, why would I have my kids believe in this like white like 
uh, right. break into your house and yeah, yeah, they break into your house <laughs> and these things. And well, I mean, but you know, it just devalues the effort, the work that your mom and I do to yeah. to buy you things. <laughs> Why would I want you thinking? That somebody white yeah. is giving you something. Yeah. So I never grew up. This just up makes with, no sense. Yeah. So I never grew up with Santa Claus, but whatever. And, then, and it's funny too, people like I tell that story and they're like, oh my gosh. And it's like, you don't miss what you never had. It's like, no, I had a perfectly fine childhood because nothing was crushed. I just did it. Santa right. Claus is not part of that. I just had a great Christmas. And Christmas was still, which is what every kid cares about, the time where you get toys. Get your toys. Um, right. Yeah. Just flip it all, man. Well, how would you feel if your mom and dad told you every day that Santa Claus was black <laughs> and there's a black guy that's going to bring you a bunch of toys and break into when your you house. wake up in and the break morning? break into your house. Um, but yeah, but you guys gave me black dolls and uh, black books. Yeah. I will say, here are two things, though, that I do remember. I remember that's how I grew up. I didn't think anything of it. I always felt, I think, comfortable and confident being black but at some point in elementary school because i was around a lot of white people you do just feel different and i will only say that i never thought and you guys never made me feel attractive now you know then you go through puberty and you're overweight right. that's other things but um i do remember different in the sense of like well i don't want to get my hair wet in the pool because it's just like a, a thing right, 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 you right. know and that's and i remember like you go to the sleepover and i want to tie my hair up and I remember I would wait till all the other girls if they were white I mean white girls because if they're black girls black girls were good sleepovers so it's like oh we're all we're all tying our hair up and we can do this and we're good and cool and we're watching TV shows like my friend Erin like when I would go to her house and we could tie up her hair and watch TV shows but everyone else I'd wait till they go to sleep and then I'd like tie my hair up and then I'd try and take my stuff off before I woke up because it's and, and, I, and it wasn't even for me, it wasn't even an embarrassment as much as I like. I don't, I don't want to have to explain. I don't want to talk about it. I just right. don't want to feel like having this conversation. Why you do that? Why don't? Why aren't you washing your hair after we did this? I just didn't feel like doing that. And right. then, um, and then I remember with the black dolls, which I've noted. At some point, I noticed they got better at this because I noticed at one point you started to realize. This is definitely the white doll, just black. With a black face, Cause, right? Because because sometimes maybe the eyebrows were still blonde, right, or the eyes right. were still blue. The nose it's was like, pointy. Yeah, it's like it's like you guys, you, but but whatever, it's fine. You're trying. You're trying. We feel you're trying. But at some point, you start to realize, like, man, like I know they're calling you Stacy, but you're just Black Barbie, and I'm just gonna right. call you Black Barbie. Um, right. And then uh, and then I remember American Girl dolls. This is when I was nervous, and I don't know why. I even I, I do kind of know why, but I remember I wanted an Addie doll and a Samantha doll, which you were like, why would you want a Samantha doll? Um, Samantha was the white girl. She's talking to me, by the way. Oh, I'm people. talking to my dad. He was like, why would you want a Samantha doll? But I think I remember. It's well, just, I'm tired of all these black dolls. Not, <laughs> I only, need her. not only that, <laughs> I don't think I was tired about them. Not but but Samantha let's, was cooler. But let's be. That's what I was gonna say. Let's be real. Addie's like well, see, Addie lived a tough Addie. life. Addie, yeah, they played Addie, Addie lived a tough life. Addie was a slave. Yeah. These are rough. Samantha's hardest time was like, oh, my butler's kid is having a rough day. And yeah. it's like, man, you're that, living the good life, right. Samantha. That's one of the things that we story. overlook. When you go <laughs> overboard on the black side, you do not want to give your kids the idea that the slave doll is cool. You don't want to do that. Like, it was just like, it was just like, this is great and all, but like, I mean, Samantha's got these like 
I mean, you saw it. It's like Samantha's got cooler dresses. She's getting all fancy. <laughs> right, you know. But, uh, <laughs> Addie got the, got the do-rag on, you yeah, know. Got the, got I don't the, even know if the, she had shoes. I'm not going to lie. They were trying right. to make it real authentic. And yeah, it was like, they went overboard. Yeah, it was a little too far. But, uh, <laughs> but with that said, <laughs> I still think that you guys did a good job. <laughs> and so more conversations well, for well, another day. But I, I think you did I think you did really well that and making me feel empowered and confident and well, comfortable. Well, I'm just going to say, if, 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 if anybody, if we haven't done anything, and if anybody wanted to understand anything about our upbringing, I don't think there's anybody that knows Kristen that doesn't think she's confident. <laughs> <laughs> so she is All not lacking <laughs> in the confident department. Oh, because of you guys. But yeah, but that, that's, that's a note. Again, okay, that's a note. All that knows that you guys, you guys did well. Right. It was good. Yeah. And a little bit of compassion that she does have for people she got from her mom. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, well, I always say that's why mom. They probably already knew that. Yeah. Well, mom is who mom is who I call. Yeah, nah. Mom is who I call if I'm having an argument with anyone because she'll be like, "Well, here's maybe what you did wrong. Here's what you talk about." Whereas if I call dad, he'd be like, "F him." And you know, and you know what? Let's burn it down. I'll bring the matches, and it's like the world doesn't need that. The world right, right, right. doesn't need no. that. <laughs> like people are like you don't want to burn bridges. I blow them motherfuckers up. <laughs> I can't burn anyway. Right. We're getting. I don't plan on going back over that bridge. <laughs> yeah, so, I'll plan. find another way. I don't plan on going. Past twenty minutes have been a tear. At least, okay. but anyway, a useful one. Are we? So. Yeah. Everyone. Any last party words? On? Any parting words there, Zachary? <laughs> uh, for me, no. I mean, you guys, you're the special guest. So as we wrap it up, anything? Kimmy, I know. I, 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 I kind of, you know. Monopolize the last few minutes. Or any we'll give Mrs. Thompson her own one-on-one. Give her her own one-on-one. Yeah, yeah, right. So. Yeah, we'll have, a, we'll have a... You and my mom could create a spin-off one. Yeah, we there could. You go. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Okay. Living, so be real. Li- yeah, yeah, a spin-off called Turned Living with the These Two Crazy People. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and I think we should have one. I'm tired of I could just be fuck them. <laughs> That'd be the title. F them. And then we just go through a whole okay. linear things of people why we say effort. It, it ain't hot, worth just the be effort. Hot take after hot take after yeah, hot take. <laughs> we wouldn't have a segment. It'd be a no, it's just nine. Anyway, nonstop. But thank you, thank you all for thank you for talking to us. Thank you for your opinions. Thank you for how you raised me. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank, thank my parents, mother. No, okay. Uh, <laughs> your parents are good too. Uh, how they raised you? Yeah, yeah. you wouldn't it, be here. It, that's right, man. They did something right. <laughs> well, all right. Hit us on Facebook. I see it differently. Instagram, I at I see it differently. Pod, Twitter at the Sack Artist seventy six. Download, subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe. Five star rate review. I'll read it if you actually do it. And the music. And thank you to yeah, TV for all right. the. All, all maybe have a new outro song. New outro yeah, song yeah. coming up, baby. All the production. Give me space. Right. I can't breathe. Yeah, wait. I'ma keep my hands up. Forever stand up, black man, unity I'ma keep my hands up, what else I gotta do to make you see that I forever stand up, give me space, I can't breathe I'ma keep my hands up, what else I gotta do to make you see I forever stand up, black man, unity I'ma keep my hands up, what else I gotta do to make you see? I'll forever stand up, give me space, I can't breathe
I'ma keep my hands up What else I gotta do to make you see? Oh, I forever stand up Black man, unity I'ma keep my hands up Don't go against your arm, why can't you see?